All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Just after 5 o'clock. How are you? Welcome to the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440 Live on Oilers Nation YouTube. Appreciate you watching, listening. Uh, maybe you're streaming the show at sports1440.ca. You've got the app, whether it's a radio player app, iHeartRadio, Stingray. Wherever you download us, listen to the show, we appreciate it. Maybe just listen to the podcast. It's all great. Thank you very much, as always, presented by our title sponsor, PlayAlberta.ca, where all of the revenue stays right here in Alberta, giving back uh, millions of dollars do they, to the uh, province. That's PlayAlberta.ca. We got uh, lots of text to get to. Uh, we did ask the question. Many of you answered, which I like. What reason would you have to start Stuart Skinner tomorrow? We'll get some of those answers and we'll find out what our guest thinks as we get to the spec report brought to you by GS Construction. And they are hiring right now, baby. Go to Indeed.com. Look up GS Construction. You want to work for a great company, great benefits, great culture. They got it all. GS Construction at Indeed.com. As uh, Mark Spector uh, joins us from the city of brotherly love in Philadelphia. Spec, uh, the Edmonton Orders. Uh, I think there's only five guys on the ice today. So it was like a optional, not even optional. It was just a skate if you want. And uh, they took the day off. I don't know if they went traveling or sightseeing or whatever they did. But um, you know, I got to start because it's, it's such a unique story, Spec. And I had Mike Rupp on. He's like, dude, I don't know if I've ever seen this. Like, you just don't see one guy dominate a team to the level that Leon Drysettle has here for the last five years. In his last 12 games, he has 22 goals and 34 points against Nashville. Like, it's ridiculous that going into the game, it's like, wow, this guy's going to get three points, and then he gets close or more than three points. Yeah, and his shooting percentage. 
Like his shooting percentage in Bridgestone Arena during that time was like 38%. And it got better last night. <laughs> he went 40% last night. So, uh, you know, I get from Sportsnet uh, a detailed statistical breakdown of each game before it's played. And yeah. in the package yesterday was all the the similarities, the comparables around the league of guys who dominate teams, right? Yeah. It's it's Matthews against Montreal. It's Pasternak against Philly. It's McDavid against Calgary, right? Uh, none of them are close. No. Okay? Nobody's close to Drysaddle against Nashville. Like, there isn't one that's even in the same ballpark. It's it's out of this world, man. We asked Leon after the game. He hates talking about it because it basically means he's got to blow his own horn, which he doesn't want to do. Uh, so I don't have an answer for you, pal. I know what's going on. I can't tell you why it's going on. Yeah, well, uh, they're pretty <laughs> skilled, no question about it. And, you know, Nashville is a pretty decent defensive team, too. That's, But, you know what, they just don't have an answer for him. And, you know what, uh, before the game, I like the decision to load up the top line. There's some people say, well, I'm not sure they have the second line. But, man, the second line was their best line last night, uh, Fogel, Hyman, mm-hmm. and, and uh, Ryan Nugent-Hopkins, which would lead me, there's no reason to think you would change it. Like, Philly doesn't have two dominant lines that you're like, well, geez, we got to split up McDavid and Drysaddle to counter them. You're like, no, 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 no. We can keep going like this for a bit. Yeah, I don't see why you change much. Like, this is a team that's been trying to find itself early in the year, and it found itself last night. So to start changing forward lines around doesn't make, you know, it's just not a very traditional way of thinking. Um you know, and, and I think the other thing, Jay, we, we always kind of think of, oh, boy, they're desperate. They're putting McDavid and Drysaddle back in the same line. It's the old thing. I mean, Dave Tippett did it. Todd McClellan did it, right? Whenever times get tough, you put those guys together, and the rest of the team is maybe weaker, but your top line is, is stronger. Yeah. But I think we're looking at a better hockey team here. I think we're looking at a team that maybe is catching up. And when you do put those guys together, I think there's more team underneath it. Uh, that can still contribute. You know, they're not, the forward lines aren't bereft of talent when those two guys are together. There's still lots left. They showed it last night. Yeah. Wow. You know, and they should be like, if you want to be a championship caliber team, you got to be more than just two players. And, uh, they got a lot of, they got some balanced offense. There's no question. Uh, they were fifth in the NHL in five on five goals last year and obviously first, uh, in, in overall goals because, uh, they led in power play and they led in shorthanded goals. Probably doesn't get talked about enough, uh, at, at how well they were shorthanded scoring anyway, not necessarily defending, uh, last year. And then my other question, Spec. So to me, I start Jack Campbell, but then I asked a question, give me a reason why you think they could start Stuart Skinner? I know the reason, and I think they will start Stuart Skinner. Okay. I don't know this. like I don't have any inside information, but I know that Woodcroft uh, had hoped to play both guys on this trip. He said so before they left. Yeah, okay. Right? Before they left, neither guy had a good game yet. So he thought, I'm giving each guy a game, and I want to get his guys – he wants to get his guys going – we're not at the point in the season yet where both guys are up and running and playing real well. And it becomes, you know, whoever wins and plays well stays in the net. We're not there yet. Campbell's had one good start. Skinner hasn't had one yet. So I think this is a coach still trying to get his goaltenders going here. Uh, The team played a lot better in front of Campbell, but Campbell was very good last night. Now, while the team is going pretty well, it's time to put Skinner in get him some confidence and we're going to get to the point jay where the good the guy who has the big performance plays again the next night i just don't think we're at that point yet 
Yeah, and, and that's fair. My thing is when I just look at and I'm I'm only I'm only looking at this year because last year is irrelevant to me. It doesn't mean yeah. anything. Um, if yeah. I just look at this year and I look at regular season and preseason, Jack Campbell has a 950 save percentage in five starts, and Stuart Skinner has an 843. Right. Right. So, like, I know Campbell's only quote played one good game in the regular season, but man, I thought he played really well in the in the preseason when he faced the other team. Like Seattle, he faced their whole team. Right. He was on the road in Calgary and they had both top six lines going. So, you know, he's faced some decent guys. Like, he's just looked more comfortable. Now, I can see the argument if they want to go to Skinner because it's like, hey, it's Philadelphia. But like, if Skinner, like, if Skinner plays okay and they win. Do you stick with him or does he have to play great after that Campbell performance for him to get a second consecutive start? Well, uh, listen, I think you're jumping the gun. And I also think you're making my point. You're right. Skinner hasn't played great yet. And we're let's go back into the last couple of starts in the Vegas series. He didn't play that good then either. So I think they need to build Skinner back up. This is going to be a team that needs both goalies. We're not going wire to wire on Jack Campbell here. So I think the coach... You know, the more you state those numbers to me, the more I feel like I got to get Skinner in the net here and get him going. I got to get this player playing better. You know, that that's to me, that's where they're at. They're trying to get this goalie going. They've got Campbell's got one good start in a row. It's not like he's got a whole bunch. The other guy uh, needs one now. So I'd be the more we talk about this, the more I'm telling you I'd put money on Skinner playing tomorrow. But I've been wrong before. Yeah, no, it's fair. When when you mentioned that the coach said he wanted to play both to start the trip, then if he told them that, then he's probably got to stick with it. Although, you know, I can understand, hey, Campbell stopped 42 of 43. He was excellent. I know Leon Dreisettle and Hyman and, you know, all their guys played well, but uh, Jack Campbell, I thought, was was the most important order. Maybe not the best, but I thought he was the most important player last yeah, night uh, for them. Um, I saw some people say, hey, is that the greatest goal McDavid's ever scored? I don't think so. I'm sorry. That doesn't beat the Columbus or the Ranger one. Like it was a, it's the most unique goal he's ever scored. Right. Obviously that, you know, uh, I, I would laugh because my son and I were watching the game and, uh, and you know, he saw the goal and then he wanted to replay and he watched him go down and up. And uh, I, and you know, young kids have to learn how to go down on their knees and get up fast. And I was like, mm-hmm. this is unbelievable. Cause he's like, dad, why do we do that drill? I said, that's why you do the drill. And it was hilarious <laughs> because you know what? You never know. And obviously for, you know, for McDavid to do that. And I really don't know what Carrier was doing on that play. I still don't understand, you know, how he somehow missed the puck and just went right by it. But it is one of the most unique goals you will ever see. Yeah, it's a unique goal. Sure, I'll give you that. And obviously, it takes skill for McDavid. I mean, every guy in the league can spin around and get back up. It's called being a professional skater. Uh, I, I don't come on this show to minimize anything Connor McDavid does. I've, I've learned long ago there's no money in it. <laughs> you know, he's yeah. the greatest player in the game today. That's all there is to it. We all know that. That's a fluky goal all day long. That puck should have been out of the zone. McDavid is going north while the play is going south. Uh, there's absolutely no explanation for what happens with Carrier, how that puck gets under his stick. I don't know what he did. When I saw it live, the guys in the press box, we were all like, holy man, what a play by McDavid. But then when you watched it again, you realized, oh, <laughs> McDavid was the recipient of a horrible play mm-hmm. by the defenseman, and he took the puck and did the most he could with it, scored a goal. Again, I'm not minimizing McDavid, but that play doesn't exist if the defenseman doesn't, execute a pretty routine play, Jay. Yeah, no, I, I would wholeheartedly uh, agree with you on that. Philip Broberg, that might have been... 
I thought he played really well last night. And, you know, this is a young guy and, you know, as he continues to develop, but he, he was way more noticeable and, and not for bad reasons. He was just way more noticeable. And, you know, I think here's a player who's starting to maybe realize that, you know what? I, I can skate at the NHL level. I can be an elite skater at the NHL level and I can maybe be a little bit more assertive at times. Yeah. I think you're right. Like he's caught between that, you know, no news is good news stage of yeah. a young defenseman where you want to say, I didn't even, it's like a referee. When you don't talk about the ref, it's because he was good. He's kind of at that point in his career. Uh, but I think there's tons more. And I think the Oilers think there's tons more. And I suspect that he will eventually get onto Ekholm's uh, pairing and he'll Ekholm will help him derive much more. We're going to notice him more and for the right reasons. Hey, he's going to make a mistake. There's going to be a goal in his net. That, that happens. But I think right now we're looking at a guy who the game ends and you, you're not sure he played. Then you look at the stat sheet. His numbers are awfully good. Uh, even when the first two games, Broberg, I thought, was was pretty steady. Uh, I think that'll get better. I think it'll go north from here with that kid. I like what I see in the first three games. It's very, very early here. But, you know, DRNA hasn't been in the lineup yet. And the reason is... Broberg hasn't opened the door for him to get in the lineup. That's why. Mark Spector joins us. Spector, Leon Dreisettle became the all-time franchise leader in power play goals for the Edmonton owners last night, 128, passing Glenn Anderson and Ryan Smith, who had 126. Uh, my question to you is, out of the 32 teams, where do you think Dreisettle's 128 ranks the Oilers out of 32 Okay, wait, what's the question? Like, would he, how many teams would he lead in the league with 128? Is that what you're asking me? Like, no, how many, yeah, his 128, if you rank all 32 teams and say, okay, okay, their franchise leader in power play goals has this many, where would 120, would it be fifth? Would it be 30th? Would it be 20? Where do you think it would rank? Oh, oh my goodness. That's a hard question to answer. Um, I'm going to say that there can't be that many more because this organization scored a lot of goals, though the power play was never the greatest calling card for the old Oilers the way it is for the new Oilers. So I'm going to say that uh, my number is going to be 10. He ranks 10th. 10th. Tied for 21st. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he's tied. Right now he's tied with uh, Arizona's <laughs> Shane Doan. Who had a, who has the Arizona slash Winnipeg Jets franchise record with 128. Now, Doan played 1,540 games. Yeah, he played 1,500. Right. So, but I, I, like, I'm with you. Like, it's amazing. The Oilers had one of the greatest offensive teams ever, but up, up until, and up until Dryside, well, they still would have been, actually, they would have been ranked 22nd because the previous record was 126. Right. And that was actually two below Shane Doan's 128. It's funny for an organization that's had so much offense, they've never really had a dominant power play guy until now. And you look at where Dry Settle is this year. He's probably going to score another at least 15 goals on the power play, which would move them up to, uh, that would put him 18th by the end of the year. Then if he scores another 15 or 20 the next year, then you're getting, you know, like 15, 12. But there's some guys up here that I think people, well, Ovechkin's at 299. Okay. Right. Merrill Lemieux at 236 with Pittsburgh. Luke Robitaille, 210 for LA. <laughs> right. Gordy Howe, right. 209 for Detroit. 
and Joe Sackick, 205 for Quebec slash Colorado. Those are the, uh, the top five. And then really like Brett Hall had 195 for St. Louis. He only played 744 games for them. Like he was a killer in St. Louis yeah. on the, yeah. uh, on the power play. Uh, active guys, uh, Steven Stamkos, 195 for Tampa Bay. So he's likely going to become the, uh, the sixth player to have 200 power play goals for one franchise. And uh, how, many, how many games has Drysaddle played in the National Hockey League here? Leon Drysaddle has played a total of 641. Like he has right. a very good chance that uh, you know what? If now he signs an extension, even if it's a four-year deal, that's basically six years left for Drysaddle, right? This year, next year, and then four more. Let's just say he signs a four-year deal, six years. So there's another 480 games that the pace he's on. Then he would become another guy in that 200 range. Right. He'd have to play his whole career to, uh, I think to, to catch Lemieux for second. I don't think he can catch Ovechkin. It's ridiculous. He's at 299. Right. And he's played 1,341 games. Dry saddles, uh, even if you double dry saddle right now, he'd be at 256 and then he'd be at 1,300 games. So, um, yeah, like the, the point I'm making here is he's at 650 games and all the guys we're talking about as comparables are generally thousand game players. Some guys, but like Brad Hall, no, uh, Mike Bossy, okay. no, uh, Dave Andrechuk in Buffalo, no, um, Steve Larmer leading the Blackhawks at, at 153 and 800 games. Um, Tim, <laughs> Tim Kerr in Philly, where you're at, he had 144 yep. power play goals and 600. Like he had 16 more power play goals in dry and he's played, uh, he played 40 fewer games. So some guys were just really good on the power play. Yeah, no, Tim Kerr is a specialist. In fact, one of the, oh. one of the things Oilers fans forget is those two years they beat Philly in the, in the Stanley Cup final. Kerr was uh, Tim Kerr never played a game. Yeah. Right. That was two. I mean, their best goal scorer wasn't in either one of them. And one of the series went seven games. So, uh, we kind of, those are the things the losing team remembers and the winning team forgets in a hurry. <laughs> <laughs> well, Spec, we'll see what Tortorella has to say tomorrow. I'll get him fired up in your press conference. And, uh, uh I'm we'll, going to, well, he's out in Verhees. I'm not going to uh, see him. He's out uh, in Verhees okay. at their place. I'm going to go see the orders at the, uh, at the new spectrum. So uh, I won't see him till game time, but I'll do my best post game. I promise. Oh yeah. Especially if, uh, you know, something post game happens. Uh, it's probably easy to wind up old JT. It'll be fun. Oh yeah. I'll do my, I'll do my best Larry Brooks impression. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> F you. Oh, I like it. Wouldn't be the first guy to tell you that. Hey, eh, spec. <laughs> oh, you betcha. You bet. Have a good one. All right, man. That is uh Mark Spector in the uh, spec report brought to you by GS construct. That is crazy. The orders are tied for 21st right now. Their all time franchise leader in power play goals is 21st amongst the 32 franchises. It's just, it's a little surprising to me considering, uh, you know, how many elite scores they've had over the years. Now dry subtle, obviously he's an elite score and uh, very quickly he'll be at 150 and then he's probably going to be at 180. And you know what? Uh, I think if he signs a minimum four year extension, you're talking uh, at least 200 power play goals for him, at least. And then I think he could push to challenge Marilyn Mew for second place. Be hard to catch, Obi. Quick break. Uh, we'll come back. We'll talk a little, lots more hockey in the community on the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440 and live on Orders Nation YouTube presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Oh, man, this song's bringing back some memories. Are you kidding me? Woo-hoo. We'll shout the devil true story. Um, welcome back to the UL Studios. Um when that song was uh, was really hot, I was probably playing. Well, back then it was Bantam, whatever that is now. Um, you was that you fifteen? I think yeah, you fifteen now. And uh, so I'd have a deal with my father. We would go to the game. I could listen to my music in the way to the game in the truck, 
and cassettes and whatever. And then on the way home, we would listen to his music. That was kind of the deal. So he introduced me to like, you know, Elvis Presley and, you know, the big bopper and so many others. I love that whole genre. But, um, he got to the point where he actually quite liked the crew and he would sing along to a lot of their songs. Oh man, that shout at the devil and bastard. Oh, it's bringing back memories, man. Sick album. I love it. Lots <laughs> long time ago. A lot of fun. Uh, welcome back to the uh, Jason Greger Show with uh, Connor Halley on Sports 1440. A uh, busy show. Uh, you know what? Everybody's paused. Everybody's like, hey, you know what? The orders are good, which of course they are. Orders are a good team. Right? The, they'll be fine. I like what uh, Randy Gregg said earlier. He goes, they need to expect that most nights are going to get the other team's best, and that's going to make them better, which, uh, which should help. Now, let's go in the community, brought to you by... United Cycle and Hockey Days is on right now at United Sport and Cycle, where you can save up to 35% off. United Sport and Cycle, your home for hockey for over 95 years. And a team that, uh, you know what, I bet for most times uh, they get the opposition's uh, best every night because uh, they have been the uh, the best team in the North for uh, for a long time. The uh, Spruce Grove Saints, who are in action tonight against Lloyd Minster. And uh, we are now joined by their uh, general manager. Rob Sklerick. Rob, welcome back to the show, man. How you doing? Great. Not, not too bad, Jason. Thanks. Uh, before we get, I just want to talk, give me a quick little scouting report on the signing you guys today. You had a big defenseman in uh, Willem Turwood, six foot three, 205 pound left shot D-man. Yeah, Willem uh, came to us a few days ago and has been in since uh, Sunday night, since practice Monday and Tuesday, and uh, hopefully he's ready for tonight's game. Um Something that will add a little bit of size and power to our to our back end. Um, you know, we think we got a lot of um, puck, puck skilled guys, offensive guys, and I think uh, Willem is going to add a little bit of uh, stability, um, show up the back end, block some shots, and just be hard to play against. So you look at uh, you know you guys are six and seven to start the year, which uh, you know just it's a really high standard in Spruce Grove. Uh, you guys have set that for a long time. I, I know you had a lot of new faces, Rob. Um, does this test your patience? Because like six and seven, other teams would be like, oh my, hey, it's not bad. But uh, for the Saints, maybe it's a little bit below. How 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 have you approached the first thirteen games? <laughs> I, I think that you just nailed it. Um, patience is 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 one thing, and and um, you know certainly. Trying to uh, stay, like, stay focused, and uh, just try and steer and steer in this ship through this little bit of a, you know, unique situation about to, about to start. Um, but nothing to worry about. Um, I think we've added some good pieces here in the last uh, few weeks, and we shored up, um, you know, the back end on on Saturday by adding by adding Willem, and you know, it's it's been different. Uh, obviously, you know, the start that we're having. Um, Going to a full interlock schedule where we're playing a lot of South South teams. We got through the showcase at the end of September, and you know we we find ourselves kind of in the middle of the pack, and it's it's we're not we're not used to it. But uh, you know we've uh, we've we played hard, we worked hard. Uh, maybe some puck luck like here and there. Um, a lot of credit goes to to Ryan and and Boyd and Brandon, who are our coaches, are every day just trying to get trying to get better and. Trying to do some teaching, but uh, certainly it's been uh, it's been one where patience is uh, is probably the right is the right word. Now, if I'm not mistaken, you, you mentioned the schedule. You guys have tweaked it a little bit. This so you're going to play not as heavy of it against the same teams all the time. What was what the reason for that, or is it just more early in the year? Yeah, it's 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 a full year lock schedule, meaning that there's no north south division. It's yeah, just, it's uh, it's one to sixteen. There's sixteen teams in the AJHL, so we're. We're going to play everybody uh, twice, uh, home 
and away, which is which is a 60-game schedule, and adding the two games at the, at the showcase, just some random teams. So we get to a 62-game schedule. It'll be seeded from one to 16. Um, you know, obviously, 15 and 16 place teams will miss the playoffs, and the first place team and second place team will get to buy, and then it's a little bit of a free a free for all. So the mindset's a little bit different. Where you know, there's some some teams in the north that will will travel a long ways and spend 26, 27 nights in like in hotels and away from their you know away from their from their home their hometowns and. It it just I guess it strengthens it up where you know there's more some more teams in the south that need to do some traveling and we're hoping that uh, you know instead of seeing Brooks only once throughout the year we're going to see him twice and you know be able to attract some more fans and um, same thing with Oak Tokes and it's the same things when we go on the road too to like to the south instead of going once we're going to go twice okay so hopefully there's a little bit of a marketing um, genius behind it so now how much more cost is this for each organization. Well, it's, it's maybe a little bit more. Obviously, the you know the Canmores and and the Oak Tokes and the Brooks are going to be comparable to uh, the Grand Prairies and Lloyd Ministers and, and Fort McMurray's. Okay. Um, whereas Black Falls and Spruce Grove and Olds, who are more central, and obviously Sherr Park is our travel basically kind of maybe stay the same. Maybe there's a few more overnight stays, um, some more some more. Ex- some expenditures towards hotels and meals, but uh, all in all, I, I think we're up for the challenge. And I know the league was voted in by the governors, and I think we're looking forward to you know the inaugural year or the first year where this is going to happen. So we're hoping that it works out. Now it's very early in the season as we're joined by a GM of the Spruce Grove Saints, Rob Skluk. But uh, six of the top seven teams would have been in the South Division last year. Is it just an anomaly, or is for whatever you know? Is, is there a little bit more strength down south right now? <laughs> You know what is? I think this this year more than ever that what we're finding is is the leagues of or the teams in the league have done a great job in recruiting. Um, there's a, little, a lot more parity in the league, like like this year where the teams are a little bit tighter. Um, maybe a little bit more travel for the North teams to start the season. Um, you know, but it, it certainly it'll kind of average itself out, kind of equal itself out as the season goes. But uh, certainly, like like you're right, if you look at the standings, there's a lot of the power teams in the South are. You know, in the upper the upper half of the league standings, and it's funny you say that because I just talked to Adam Surgery GM from Sherwood Park today, and we just mentioned the same thing. The only team in the North is actually Sherwood Park, kind of hanging around. Yeah, top uh, top two or top like top top three spots. So, but more more parity, which is good throughout the league. Um, you know, every game is meaningful now, um, and like certainly in the standings where you try and want to finish as high as you can. Well, I, I kind of like. I'll be honest. I, I was quite intrigued when I read the rule changes this season. And, you know, it's going to be one to, to 14 who make the postseason. And obviously, basically, three is going to play 14, four is going to play 12 kind of thing uh, all the way down. And then one and two uh, will get the bye. And then I'm assuming one just plays the lowest remaining seed. Or do you, is it a set bracket? That's the one thing I, did, I, I didn't get confirmation on. No, it's, it's, it isn't a set bracket. It's just it's, uh, the lowest seed team okay. is going to play the highest seed team, yeah. So. Okay. Now, Rob, for for your your club, uh, obviously you were looking at and improving your defense. Uh, did you just feel has that kind of you given up more than you would than you would normally uh, like at this point? Because I look at your goals for against, like you've only allowed thirty two goals. You know, it's you're allowing less than three a game. To me, it looks like it's more you're not scoring. So what's the uh, what's the issue with the lack of offense so far? It's you know what it's it's you know we've we've had some close games of the of the seven losses and and you know usually you run into a hot goalie or. Or a team that's able to defend with, uh, like, with a one or two goal lead, like late in the third trade, and it's just been been tough for us. But uh, you know, I know the guys. The, the mindset this week was, 
was to be able to just, just keep pushing the pace, um, work on some offensive systems that maybe is going to be, be able to spread the offensive zone and, and try and move pucks and try and get pucks to the, to the net, um, which, which is fine. I mean, we've, we've, we've had one goalie in Ryan DeCook for most of the year, and, and, and he's an 05 that has come in and, and proven himself to be a really good starter in our, in our league, and he's, he's held the fort um, for, for as long as we got some help in Beckett, um, Lankow. So I think the defense, the defense still has to get the puck up to the forwards and, and, and hold the blue on the on defensive side and try and try and generate some offense from at least from the from the red line north. When you, you know, you mentioned earlier, Rob, you're kind of chuckling about your patience uh, for the organization. And it is one when you get accustomed to something and you can't just yell and scream and just start making moves all over the place. So, you know, it's always good to kind of maybe have to get out of your comfort zone a little bit. What have you learned as a GM? I know it's only for, you know, it's only been, you know, a month or so in this. And, you know, but it is definitely kind of something you haven't experienced as a GM of the Saints. Yeah, and it's and it's and it's been a learning uh, learning year for sure. We had a little bit of a comfort zone with the last coaching regime like, like that we had, and we had a good understanding on on how we're going to be able to move not just into the season, but at certain times of the season. We had ten game segments where we would adjust and, and and make some adjustments with the offensive side or the defensive zone or power play, whatever. So we, you know, we're we're into the, you know, we're game 14 tonight, and we made some adjustments, and and we got through the meetings, and um, you know, certainly challenging, and and making sure that the coaches are kind of on the right path, and and you know, give them some space, um, let them try and figure some things out, but uh, certainly in terms in, t- in types of personnel at this time of this time of year, there's you know, there's some moving parts that we're always trying to better, um, either whether whether it be a defenseman or whether it be a forward. Um, so we're always trying to better better the team, and maybe the odd time is a little bit of a um, adjustment time, just as a as a team standard. Um, you know, obviously Ryan's brought in some new ideas, and I think it takes a little bit of time to gel. Um, with eight returning guys from last year, um, with a roster size of 25, certainly, you know, remaining on course and and uh, you know, um, making sure that uh, coaches have the right tools to succeed and and uh, the message to the players today's the players have, like, haven't changed um obviously we did a, a great job of recruiting it's just taking a little bit more time than than like than we expect but uh certainly over the next few weeks we should see some good results and uh, you mentioned you know we, we talked about just the one chip but you've added a few guys here have you not it, it's not just yeah. the one you've made a few other acquisitions yeah so beckett uh Lankow is um, from Medicine Hat. Was you know with the rule of uh, October 15th, where the WHL teams have to be down to a certain number. It uh, made room for Beckett, and we want to continue on Beckett's career here at uh, at the junior A level. And uh, we certainly have have done so. We added Ashton uh, McDowell from from Seattle, who kind of fell under the same thing with uh, with the 20 year old like limits of the of the WHL. So. He's come in um, and certainly bolstered up the back end with a six foot three um, defenseman in like in Willem. And you know, we'll, we're not done adding, we're not done moving guys. We're just trying to do with the best thing forward. But uh, you know, hopefully in the next in the short short short, short term, we're, we'll we'll stabilize the group and stick with our with our twenty five and kind of mold and kind of gel and see what happens. Rob, great to talk to you again, man. We'll see you soon. Appreciate your time. Awesome. 
Thanks, Jason. Appreciate it. That's Rob Sklurk, the uh, GM of the Saints. Check it out tonight. Uh, Spruce Grove Saints, they're taking on Lloyd Minster. I love the changes in the AJHL. Shakes it up a little bit. It's one division now. One through 16. The top two get a bye, and the bottom two are out. So 14 out of the 16, which is what it's always been, just seven in each division. Now it's 14 in the one. And there, there's a little bit more travel, but you get to see... I think this is better for the teams. You get to see some of the better teams more often. Fans in Sherwood Park, fans in Spruce Grove, fans in Okotoks, Brooks, wherever. You get to see the uh, the better teams each year more often, and I think that's better for fans. Quick break. We'll come back. Uh, Gregor, Connor Halley with you. Got the uh, fantasy report to get to and more on the Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Gregor and Halley with you. Lots of text flying in our Jiffy Lube inbox, 833-401-1440. Get to those uh, in a sec. But first, we're going to get to our fantasy report brought to you by Next Gen Transportation, heavy haul transport provider, 100% locally owned and operated. And right now, but guess what? They're so busy, they're hiring. They keep expanding. They need great workers, if that's you. Learn more at nextgentransportation.com. As Connor Hallin, we got a few uh, questions uh, coming in. Uh, hey guys, in a keeper league, would you trade Wyatt Johnson for Bo Byram in fantasy? Ooh. Cons, what do you think? Trading away Johnson for Byram? Yes. And that's the one. Oh man, I, I like Wyatt Johnson. I mean, 24 goals last year as a rookie, Gregor, uh, just 20 years old. I like the upside there. So I'm not too sure. Obviously, I mean, position of need would play into it. And it, you know, Rowan Byram, if he can, play out the way we thought he would as a draft pick. I think he's certainly a guy you got to take a look at. I don't know if I do it. I think I still have some concerns with Byram staying healthy and, and making sure he can play a full 82 slate of games. But if you are stronger up front, I think you might consider making that one. Like I said, a big fan of Wyatt Johnson. Like we said, 24 goals last year as a rookie. Uh, has good size. I like that that player down in Dallas. So I don't think I'm making it unless I'm really thin on the blue line, in which case, twist my arm. Maybe I'll make that move. So I wouldn't do it. I like Bowen Byram a lot. I think he's a really good defenseman. My concern is he's already had some injury issues in yeah. his career young. Uh, Wyatt Johnson. Now, Wyatt Johnson had, had a... I, I, I need to see more from Wyatt. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. John Smith, before I'm ready to anoint him as great as he's going to be, I really like both of these players. But the injury concerns for Byram is why I would uh, I would hesitate to make that deal. Yeah, exactly. If he like if he can live up to what we thought he would be coming out of the the Vancouver Giants organization, Gregor, there's a lot of upside there and a lot to like from him. But career high played games uh, was last season with 42. We got to see him stay healthy. If he can do that, there, there is a lot of upside there. But right now, I, I like Wyatt Johnson. Like I said, though, unless you're super thin defensively and you're loaded up front, I don't think you need to make that move. No. Okay, that's uh, that's totally fair. Now, I know yesterday, Cons, you sent me an email. I didn't get it till today because it was sent to a different email that I don't check very often, so that was my bad, and we were talking about uh, fantasy. And so now it is uh, it's, uh, now Wednesday for the NFL week, and you saw the news of Nathan Rourke. Are you expecting Trevor Lawrence not to play? Or is this Jacksonville just might go with three quarterbacks on the roster? Yeah, I mean, hey, better safe than sorry, right? And I I, I wonder how much it weighs into it that you, you want to reward Nathan Rourke for the work he's put in. You put on that roster, obviously, coming off the practice squad. A little bit nicer payday. Uh, get him ready just in case, worst case scenario, when Trevor Lawrence isn't going to go. I think he will. You know, he, he was able to finish up the game against the Colts, and the guy's a competitor. He does not want to miss this one. So I think it's it's just in case you need Nathan Rourke, you're there, you have him. Potentially he dresses as one of the game day uh, starters, and he, he's not that scratch. But I think it's going to be probably right up to right up to kickoff there. But I would fully expect Trevor Lawrence to find a way to get into the lineup. They'll brace up the knee. Uh, I'm sure he'll have some legal painkillers and be good to go. Oh, legal. I like how you say that, legal uh, painkillers. But um, you know what? There's six teams on by, so it's not like you could go out and you know look to say, because uh, I have Lawrence on my team, but I also have Joe Burrow who's on a buy. right? So you know, I'm looking and I'm like, oh, geez. It's not like there's a lot of other quarterbacks you can look at and say, hey, I'll claim this guy on waivers. Right. There just isn't many like, you know, I'm talking going three deep at that point. So I'm just hoping he plays and gets through the week. I'm with you. Actually, I have that exact same situation where Joe uh, Trevor Lawrence has to be starting uh, my league. Like I said, I've told you in the past, it's only an eight team league. So there are alternatives. Uh, Kirk Cousins is the guy I like to go for in fantasy. Typically, he is on the waiver wire, except he plays the San Francisco 49ers on primetime. So if we know anything about Kirk Cousins in the past, he's struggled on primetime. Going up against that Niners defense, I don't necessarily love it. I have a couple other options I'm toying with, maybe Geno Smith. Uh, Tyler Lockett changed to questionable, uh, the receiver for the Seahawks, so he could be down a target. Maybe that opens up Jackson Smith and Jigba, their first-round pick this past spring in the draft. And I also have Matthew Stafford available. So perks of playing in an eight-team league, Gregor. There's always nice options on the waiver wire. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> now, speaking of fantasy, for hockey players... Keep your eye on Josh Norris. He's back in the lineup. First game tonight. Already scored a goal. It was a great goal and a great pass from uh, Batherson. But if Norris can, if people think it's more mental for him to just get over that with his shoulder and he's feeling good, 
that guy is a heck of a player. Like, really good player. So that's somebody to watch for right now. I See, to me, if it was in daily, cons, we talked about this yesterday. Mm-hmm. For daily, I think Norris would be pretty good right away because I think they're, you know he's going to get hot. He's going to be playing on adrenaline for the first few games. Then we might see a dip because then all of a sudden now your adrenaline goes away and now it's like, oh, man, I haven't played a lot of hockey here in the last year and a half. So now you got to play catch up a little bit. So, uh, you know, that can happen sometimes for guys. So, but I think, uh, Norris for the next few Senators games, that's a guy to be looking at in daily face off or sorry, daily fantasy for sure. So, and, uh, Ridley Gregg in Ottawa has already got three apples. He's off to quietly a very good start. He's not one of their main guys, but man, that guy is a buzzsaw, plays hard. Somebody else, uh, you should look at for sure. Playing with Tarasenko as well, right? So uh, that's, that's always a nice little pick up there playing with a guy who can bury the puck or has the history of Tarasenko. Uh, that can always be a sneaky way to help your daily fantasy team. Pick the, uh, pick the third wheel type guy mm-hmm. and uh, de- you can certainly benefit with a couple apples. Well, and the other guy to look for, man, watch out for that Pittsburgh. A Malkin line is killing it right now. He's got another goal early on. Um, you know, Eric Carlson, Apple, uh, they scored like what the first shift in the game for the uh, Penguins and uh, Detroit. Man, I'm not sold that this is going to be Detroit's year. I didn't pick them to make the playoffs. I just, I think they're, everybody's like, oh, you're just going to keep improving. Well, no, it's it's easy to go from 12th to 10th. It's a lot harder to go from 10th to 7th, right? And that's what I think the struggle is going to be for the Detroit Red Wings. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you missed the show, my goodness, it was a great show. Ken Dryden, fantastic. Randy Gregg was unbelievable. If you're a hockey, you want to listen to his stories about being the Olympics. He actually went to the Summit Series in Russia as a 16-year-old in the crowd. He had some great stories about Messier, uh, Paul Coffey, Glenn Sather, Yaroslav Pozar story was amazing. So you can check that out anywhere you get the podcast. That was hour number two. Or you can just go to jasongregor.com and all the individual interviews are there. We will preview the Oilers and the Flyers tomorrow. Also, Connor Halley, Sean Merriman. Lights out. Pretty good player. He will uh, join us on the show tomorrow. Talk a little uh, NFL with him. So on behalf of Cons, Declan Kruger, and all of our guests, I'm Jason Greger. Let's get to the Command Sports Center update brought to you by Fountain Tire. Once the weather hits 7 degrees for 7 days, it's a good time to get your tires changed. It's not the snow that matters. It's the temperature change that matters as a signal for your tires. FountainTire.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.